Welcome to the Single Well Podcast. My name is Dr. Mila and I am a family doctor turned wellness transformation coach. I created the Single Well for Christian single women and moms who want to learn how to simply incorporate wellness practices into their daily lives. After having a baby, getting divorced, and years of struggling with weight gain and declining health, I went searching for a natural weight loss solution. But instead, I discovered that true health was found in leveraging my spiritual, physical, mental, emotional, and relational wellness. Listen in to gain the tools and mindset to start developing your own unique wellness strategy. Let's do this. Please note, the information shared on the Single Well Podcast is meant for informational purposes only and is not meant to replace the advice of your personal physician or healthcare practitioner. Please consult your personal medical professional before embarking on or implementing anything discussed on the podcast. Hi there. So this episode will be about mental wellness. And so when I think of mental wellness in my mind, I always thought of it as more so like emotional or psychological. And it kind of encompasses all of that, but it also encompasses how we work and how we do things um, in the world. So um, I always thought of my mental health or my mental wellness um, from a place of my work, you know, like how I learned, you know, medicine and how I worked within medicine and, you know, how I progressed in my job and so forth. And so, you know, as you go through um, medical training, you know, there's a lot to learn, you know, and that goes without saying, but um, I was in medical school, you know, and then, I mean, you're in undergrad, which was challenging. Then I'm in medical school and then I'm in residency and each stage I have to learn something new and there's these steep learning curves. And so it was fulfilling that mental need I had to learn. I love to learn. I still love to learn to this day. And so it was fulfilling that going through each of those steps. Um, and so as I got to my first job, um, I remember um, when I went through, after I went through my divorce, um, I, well, the first job was years before that, but this, you know, the second job and the job I stayed at until I left this year, um, I remember telling someone or after my divorce that I was coasting, you know, and I still don't know what I meant by that. But, but when I think about it, I think what I was alluding to was the fact that I had a job, I was being paid and I was okay with that. I was doing what I had trained to do. But as I've mentioned in the last episode, and I've, as I've mentioned on Pivot and Bloom in the past, um, I wasn't fulfilled. I felt like something was missing and that something was the void I, that was left by my disconnection from God. Um, but there was also this intellectual void um, where, you know, I used to read a lot and I had stopped doing that. And you don't have to study as much when you're out, in, out working because you take boards early on before your first job as a family doctor and then you don't really have to take another one for about 10 years. So for the first time in your life, you don't have to study. So you kind of just stop studying. You still learn things as you go along. You still enjoy learning about what you're doing and you do and you go to conferences and you have to get continuing medical education, but you're not stimulated intellectually in a way that is 
meaningful because your work becomes rote. You're doing the same things every day. You get really good at it. You get really efficient at it. And so there's not really a need to learn major new things. And so I found this intellectual void that I didn't realize until now with my hindsight. Um, And so I kind of moved on from there um, and really um, started trying to find other things to do to fill my time. And it never really fulfilled me. I worked in urgent care for a while. That really didn't, you know, change the monotony a little bit, but it didn't really fulfill me. And when I think back on that time period, I also wasn't taking care of myself mentally as far as my self-care. I was kind of just going along with the motions. I had discovered um, a massage package, a spa package during that time. I had never done anything like that before. It was more than I'd ever spent on any kind of self-care, anything. And I remember loving that, but it was something in my mind that I did once in a while. You know, you do that once every few years, you do it on your birthday, whatever. You don't do this all the time. So I didn't have a wellness regimen. I didn't have a regimen to care for myself. I kind of let life happen to me instead of me intentionally doing things to create and curate my life. And so, um, you know, the other thing I noticed, you know, that when I think back, I wasn't present to myself because when you're giving away all the time, you're giving pieces of yourself away to different people, different entities, you're not really present to self. You kind of deny yourself. And in medicine, that's a big problem that we have. We really tend to deny our own needs. We deny our own um our own talents and gifts, you know, we're just, you know, you end up talking about being quote unquote, just a doctor, you know, I'm just doing this thing all, every day, all day. And some people do see it as heroic and this major thing you're doing. But the truth of the matter is it really becomes like any other work. You're doing work, you're doing this thing every day, you feel like you're helping people. But at the same time, again, you're not intellectually fulfilled because it becomes pretty standard. And so What I learned from all of that when I started going through my um, transformation, which I didn't, of course, realize it was a transformation at the time, I started to really realize that I had control over what I did and how I treated myself and what kind of things I did for self-care. And I had to really dig deep into those things and decide what worked for me because self-care is different for everyone. And a lot of times I go so far as to talk about self-preservation because that's different. Um, We think about self-care and we immediately think about getting our nails done and, you know, um, having massages and getting your hair done and all that. And all that stuff's great. And it does help you feel good. And those are things that you should do. Um, They're not luxuries necessarily. They're things that you really should do if you can. Um, I realize sometimes they're not feasible for financially, time-wise, whatever, but if you can do them, you should. They should not be considered, you know, frivolous or something you don't need to do because you're treating and caring for yourself. But it goes pretty, it goes deeper because when we start to lose track of our mental wellness and we start to lose sight of who we are and what we're here for, our purpose, then we don't have the capacity um, to care for ourselves and to really know what we want. And so I had to learn what I wanted. I had to learn what I liked. I had to learn what kind of activities I like to do. And so I went on this journey of just, and I did this before, before I met my ex-husband, I, I used to go on these little excursions on my own when I was single before. And so single before marriage is different than single after marriage. I probably will talk about that in detail at one point, but, um, you know, it was a time then and then even, you know, in my in these single years of just 
getting to know myself, taking myself out to eat, going traveling, going different places, um, you know, being being willing to to do things that I wanted to do by myself. Um, a lot of people think that's absolutely crazy because they can't imagine going to a show or a movie or going, especially traveling or anything like that because of, for various reasons, some of it's just the companionship piece. Some of it is the safety and security. You know, there's all of these things you have to consider, but it was so healing for my mental state. Um, as you may know, and I'll, if not, I'll talk about it here. I also went on this big wellness journey as far as my physical wellness. So that fed into this a lot because it involved learning how my body worked in a different way than what I'd learned in medical school. And so kind of honing in on, on that piece of how we get chronic disease and how we can heal from chronic disease in that there was a root cause for everything and that things don't just happen to us, that we have some control over that. And having that align in my faith and also in what I was reading in my mental health intellectually. And then also it was aligning with what I was, you know, actually seeing physically. And so there was just so much that I learned in that time. And what it did was it made me, it renewed my longing for learning. Um, I've never been somebody who doesn't want to learn, but this change has caused me to continuously look for stuff on um, insulin resistance and insulin and how it affects the body and chronic disease and how all of these wellness pillars feed into all of that and how they all align and how it therefore aligns with my faith. And so I have really changed a lot of things in seeking this out. And so you may be wondering why, you know, why, why is she talking about this and why isn't she talking about emotions? So emotions are actually part of your mental health, of course, but I feel like it's a separate pillar. So we're going to talk about that more in another episode and it will have its own, it'll have its own space. But I feel like, you know, mentally is something we don't think about a lot in this, this narrowed down version, because these are things that we just kind of build, build in. But I challenge you to start thinking about ways that you can stimulate yourself intellectually while also caring for yourself in, you know, in that way. So, you know, thinking about something you want to learn or read, a new skill or hobby, something you want to really know about, something that I used to do all the time was read novels, which there's nothing wrong with that. I still read them sometimes, but I shifted to reading self-help books and inspirational things. And I mentioned in the last episode, books about Jesus and more intimate details about his life um, and God and how he views us and how he cares for us and loves us. And just all of these different things that normally I wouldn't have necessarily sought out to read. Um, I encourage you to do that, to go find a book or an author or a resource that you just normally wouldn't listen to. Um, we have a lot of information at our fingertips. So you have YouTube, you have social media, you have all of these different places to get information. And I would just encourage you to start to, you know, dig in. There's things that you can't read everything, believe everything you read on the internet, but um, of course, well-sourced information, but just finding that information on those things that you're, you're interested in. Um, you're having a problem with something in, in your body and you're not sure how to fix it, you know, definitely see your doctor and talk to them and get their expertise, but also see if there's other things that have been done. Um, Google Scholar is a good resource for actual studies on different topics. You can, you know, search by topic or by um, a condition or symptom and see what's out there. I mean, just starting to really learn more about whatever you can will stimulate you so much. 
intellectually and mentally that you have no choice but to transform. So in my program, The Single Well, uh, we cover this. We talk about this and try to help you formulate. I try to help you formulate a wellness, a well-rounded wellness plan that will help you be consistent. And I want you to find something that you can do intellectually to stimulate that. So there's a free wellness template. I talked about this on the last episode, a free wellness plan template that I'm going to have in my link tree. If you go to my link tree, which will be listed in the show notes, you can just click on that and then you can click to get a discovery call for the program. If you want to talk to me about actually signing up and joining and talk about the logistics of, of that um, or this template, you know, or you can do both um, this template where it will give you um, just a sheet to look at something to remind you. Sometimes I just tell women to put this this paper on their refrigerator, on their mirror, and just to remember to start to tap on all of these various pillars of wellness in, you know, daily and weekly increments. You know, there may be things you can't touch on every day, but at least weekly you're touching base with your wellness in this way, in a very intentional way. And when I started doing that, it just absolutely changed everything because then things weren't neglected. When we start to let things get neglected, we're not pouring into our spiritual health, but we're saying we're reading and doing all these things, you know, you're going to suffer if you're exercising and eating well, but yet you're not paying attention to how you feel and how you're functioning. You know, you can get a, get a, get by for a while, but then eventually you're going to need, um, need to hone in on that. So these five pillars don't work at all without each other. They have to be all present and all optimized for your life to flow as it should. And so, I encourage you to find ways to tap into your mental wellness, tap into um, those things you've been wanting to do and learn, and especially tapping into your self-care and thinking about ways that you can really help yourself. So I'll end this here and say stay well and as always, take care. This has been the Single Well Podcast. For more information on what you just heard, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram at The Single Well, or you can email us at thesinglewell at gmail.com.